0: Welcome to another episode of the podcast. You know, I got a message last night from a guy wanting to know when we were doing the next episode. So apparently we've got people just waiting with bated breath to hear the next episode. I titled this one dealing with catastrophe because we have had our share of that in the last couple of weeks. So we're going to try to go through. We got to go back in time a little bit. Um, I have got some uh, pictures that I can share. To show what uh kind of what we've been dealing with so i'm going to start this story in october when i got a call on a believe it was a saturday saturday morning saturday morning about 10 o'clock yeah well and i got a text and I i got a call yeah he got a call i got a text and it was hey one of our trucks has had a catastrophic terrible accident and uh So I'm going to put that picture up on the screen right now. Um, So that is one of our trucks. Um, The road was wet. The road was known for being ridiculously slick. There was four other accidents in the same
1: spot that same day.
0: Yeah. The record driver told us that it's slick as ice when it's wet. And by our GPS tracker, The truck was going 57 minutes, 57 miles per hour, and 30 seconds later it was doing zero. So our driver was not speeding. Um, She saw traffic slowing in front of her. She let off the gas. It folded up in the middle and it hit the wall going backwards. Now I've got to pull one more picture up here.
1: Since this accident, they have gone through and repaved that road there. About two miles of that road.
0: There's one that shows. It was from a Facebook post. Yes. Okay, here it is. So this picture will show, you can look at the top left there, top left picture, and you can see this wall was already destroyed before we got there. So I think what happened is when when it got away from her uh, and she was turned in a jackknife, I believe that the drive axles went through a spot in the wall that was already busted out. And that just added to the destruction, and it just ripped the rear axles off of the truck and broke the fifth wheel in half. I mean, split it like it was cutting uh, butter.
1: Well, the reason those two guardrails were there is they were were put on there because the wall had been
0: penetrated before. Mm -hmm. Guess how much good those pieces of guardrail did.
1: (laughs) Oh, they did a lot of damage.
0: Yeah, and I've got one more picture here from when – when we first saw it, this is what the truck looked like when it was parked in the record yard. Uh, when we got to it, this, this was the first picture that Larry saw, uh, when he got there and texted it to me and you can look there at the bottom, uh, of the picture where the frame rails are touching. So this truck was completely destroyed. Um, you know, total loss, nothing going to do to it. Um, it, it, nothing to help it because it's it's finished. Fortunately, my driver
1: was very minorly injured, and no one else was hurt. So, I mean, the lining in this was that it, it, you know we we can fix the truck. We can't yeah. fix, you know, right. hurt people. So, fortunately, she she wasn't hurt, and that's a good thing. So,
0: yeah, yeah, she was fine. She was shook up, but she was okay. And I have, well, I do have one more picture to show, and that's what the truck looks like today. <laughs> uh actually two days ago well that's what it looks like right now we've cut all the sleeper and and everything all the only thing left is the engine the transmission the two fuel tanks air tanks wiring and the firewall the the reason that we got to keep all this as part of the settlement uh that engine has maybe got one hundred and seventy five thousand miles on it Uh, that's the truck that I drove when I first came to work for Larry in March of 2018. That truck, uh, just got a fresh engine. I picked it up at, uh, the Detroit dealer where the engine had just been in framed. And so from March of 2018 to October of 19, that truck was in operation. So we were able to keep basically that engine transmission wasn't hurt pretty much everything from the battery box forward on the frame was fine everything else was completely destroyed so we've just had it sitting there in this yard since october and we're thinking you know well we'll uh, we'll do something with it someday well someday has arrived so we need to start this story uh about a month ago it's been a month six weeks because well, the cascadia went down first
1: let, let's go back though. Let, let's talk about the acquisition of this truck. You, you, okay, you kind of mentioned it. it. I mean, it just didn't float there when, right. when we did the settlement with the insurance company, we were given an option of taking. I forget now what the full value was, but for twenty one hundred dollars less, I could keep the truck. Okay, yeah. now keep in mind, we know that we just spent 30 grand on that motor a year, a year earlier, you know, and we knew, and we know the motor's good. We know that there's probably $10,000 worth of uh, modifications we've did, we have done to the truck that we knew that we could harvest from that truck. Mm -hmm. So between the value of the engine, the transmission, and then the stuff that we put on that we knew we could get off, it was a no brainer to take the $2,000 less and keep the truck. Right. I mean, before we got it out of the junkyard, or out of the uh, tow yard, we took $4,000 worth of stuff off of it before we even had it stored, you know? Yeah. And, um, and $500 worth of fuel. So, yeah. um, uh, so it was just a, it was just a good decision to, you know, now the, the other, the flip side of that is yes, we've had, had to put up with this thing for, you know, six months and store it and that sort of thing. But fortunately we, you know, the guy that, Cabot Forrest was very, very um, generous with his – An angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really was good to us, you know. And so um, we thought, well, we'll buy a truck that is good but needs a motor. And that was the whole reason for us buying it. So now I'll hand it back over to you.
0: So about – I'm guessing about six weeks ago, I was trying to find a date, four or five weeks. So we have a 2010 Freightliner Cascadia. And we bought that truck in March of 19, February, February, March. Yeah. Yeah. So how we got that truck was a, a driver called Larry broke down in Fargo, North Dakota, Dead away. Uh, in January and had been up there a while, had right up there for a, for a few weeks. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was some sort of camshaft issue with the truck. Um, Known issue with Detroit, but nothing, no warranty to cover it. So she's broke, has nowhere to go, living in a motel. Somehow, I guess Landstar put her in contact with Larry. Larry says, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll buy the truck. I'll fix it and I'll take it from you, you know, and in, in a deal and you come work for us. So we fixed the truck. And we we went back and forth because this was a 2010 Cascadia and nobody wants it. You know, I, I had people, I think it was Pittsburgh powers, like just run, just, <laughs> just run. And, uh, but I talked to my local Detroit dealer and he said, look, the O nine ten Cascadia really isn't that bad. It's the, it's the 11, 12, 13, 14s that you don't want, but the O nines and O uh, seven to 10, they're not too bad to deal with. And so I trusted him and, and we got this truck for next to nothing. Um, and we thought, well, hell, I mean, it, it, it'll be an experiment. It, we, we can try, we can get one of these newer trucks and we can try it out and see how it goes. And, you know, if we lose on it, we lose on it, no big deal. So we fixed the truck. Um, I get in it, drive it for a while, get it straightened out, a bunch of little nitpicky stuff. So we got it in February. In June, we had to put a head gasket on it, that, it was just leaking. That was seven thousand dollars to pick up the head, slide a head gasket under it, bolt the head back down. Seven grand. So in October, we put a driver in it. I ain't ashamed to say, our top guy, you know, uh, our best hire. Um, He gets in that truck and starts rocking and rolling with it. And he had a what we thought first was a suspension issue. And we get it down, and we realize that both of the cab shocks have been ripped off the back. Apparently, the leveling valve failed. And when it did, the cab went down and hit the frame, and it just ripped the shocks right off the back of the cab. So our local guy here uh, just rednecked that thing together like you wouldn't believe. I mean, he he cut and, weld and welded and hammered. And I drove down there that night to look at it. He had the whole sleeper tore out of it. I mean, this is at a TA, which don't happen ever He's got the, the bed up like vertical and, and ratchet straps. It scared the crap out of me. I thought he'll never get this truck put back together, but he did. And and now that truck could get hit by a train and those cab shocks will never come off. So just stuff like that, just, just bizarre stuff with this Cascadia and how it's built, we didn't like. So we get to about four or five weeks ago and our driver parks it Saturday morning. Goes back out Sunday to get in it. It runs for a few minutes and quits. Did we send somebody out there to look at it? Or we just towed it. I think we just towed it. Just straight, just straight back to West Virginia. We got a wrecker and we towed it home. Wanted to get it to our local Detroit shop. We had coolant and fuel mixing. We had a code for coolant and fuel, and that yeah, that was at the point where we just said just tow it. Just don't even you know. So we towed it 260 miles to Charleston, and we're told it's the fuel cooler it's the head or the injector tubes. Well, they checked the injector tubes. They were fine. They checked the fuel cooler. It was fine. So then they had to take the head off of it to determine that the head's cracked. $3,500 just to get to the diagnosis. Nothing's fixed. It's just 3500 bucks to find the problem. So we finally get an estimate and realize that we're going to be $20,000 fixing this truck. And I couldn't, I couldn't, and, and Larry and I discussed this, I, I could not imagine spending 20000 basically all the profit that we've made on this truck and being back to zero, not being in the hole, but being back to zero and still owning this truck. I just thought, God, how stupid would that be? So we start looking around thinking, well, what if we just replace it? With two trucks, because we could buy two trucks for what it cost to fix this one. So I drove up to Columbus, looked at one. It was a dud. And then I happened to look on a Landstar website, and I found this 2000 Volvo. Guy's retiring. Larry calls him, looks at it. We look at it. Larry decides he flies to Florida and drives it home. I've been driving it for two weeks. And this Volvo is probably 10 times the truck that Cascadia is, and we acquired it for half of what it would cost to fix that Cascadia so the Cascadia uh, is headed to the junkyard or to whoever you know, wants to just give it because it's broken. It's not getting fixed. and um, it's, for, it's for sale, by the way,
1: <laughs> for a very good price. Very good price. Yeah. <laughs> All very you got to do is put a head on it, okay? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, block's fine. Oh, the transmission's- better than that. If you have a 09 or an 09 and 010 Cascadia, you need this because you need the extra parts. Okay. Right. So this would be a spare. This would be a good thing for y'all to have.
0: Yeah. So call me. Call me. So in the midst of this, within the Cascadia broke first, right? Yeah. From what? Before? Before the other one. Yeah. 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 That was about a week apart. So we've got an 06. So so Chris is getting ready to go
1: on two weeks vacation. Okay. Oh, Yeah. So right worked, right right so it worked out because we could put the driver that was in the cascadia in chris's truck for two weeks because we, we the truck would have set anyway right so that that worked out
0: pretty good but so we thought a deadline yeah, to yeah, get a that, truck. that's yeah that's the other part so yeah i'm i i was not even planning on going on vacation but this truck breaks and now You know, And I'm like, well, I'll go ahead and take my two weeks off, and we'll put him in my truck, so he'll have something to drive. And we thought, man, we're slick, we're sharp, we got this figured out. So my vacation begins, and I get a phone call from one of our other drivers. He's in an 06 Century that we bought from another Landstar BCO. Side note, if you buy a truck from a Landstar BCO, and he says, man, I just had a 120 done. I just had a fresh DOT. Just just go ahead and, and just go ahead and get you a fresh one because this son bitch wouldn't have passed the DOT. I mean it there wasn't nothing about this truck would pass the DOT. Anyway. If I told Landstar who did that inspection, they would get burned at the stake. They'd never do another one, I'll tell you that. That's for sure. So he calls me. I'm walking around GameStop with my ten, my ten year old. <laughs> and he calls me and goes, Hey, these clutches ever need adjusted. Now he doesn't have a lot of experience. What experience he does have was running team going back and forth across the country, you know, but he's just really green at trucking in general. Right. So, uh, I said, well, yeah, I mean, but we just put a clutch in that truck in January and it's June. And I said, I I don't, I don't think it would need adjusted. What's it done? He's like, well, it's just acting funny. And I'm like, okay, well, describe funny, and he's trying, and I'm just not getting it, (laughs) so about 40 minutes later, I'm walking through Dollar Tree, my phone rings again, he's freaking out, he said, my gear shift just went through the floor, and I said, you're what, (laughs) he said, a gear shift just went through the floor, and I said, now, come on now, now, that's not possible, he's like, (laughs) well, there's a bunch of expletives, and and I said, well, I, I gotta have pictures, I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't, there's no scenario in my mind where a gear shift just gets sucked through the floor. So he sends me this video and I, from under the truck, there's diesel fuel everywhere. And the transmission has done loops inside the frame and it's wrapped up wiring harness and fuel lines and transmission, cooler lines and airlines. And sure enough, uh, the, the, the gear shifter is the knob is, is at the floor. And I was like, I ain't I ain't never seen anything like that in my life, so I I took I sent the video to my Detroit diesel guy in Charleston, and he's the one that pointed out. He's like, "Well, that that transmission's done a couple of loops, like it's turned inside the the frame." He's like, "You the the bell housing has exploded," and I'm like, "Have you ever?" And he's like, "No, I've never." So he's down in southeastern Virginia, and we find out that there's a branch of our Detroit diesel shop 40 miles away. So we tow it over there. Well, now our driver's stuck. Can't find an Uber. Can't get a rental car. So I'm on vacation by the way. So Larry comes, gets me at four o'clock in the morning. We drive 400 miles to get him. Look at the truck then take the driver to Charlotte, drop him off. Larry drives me back at my house. Then Larry goes home about 1400 miles and 1400 miles in less than 24 hours. I mean, y'all, we were getting after it. So good thing I didn't have to log that. Right. (laughs) Right. So, I mean, we have two catastrophic failures within a week of each other, even seeing it with my own eyes. I still can't fathom, which I didn't know. And if you don't know, these trucks, hardly none of these trucks have a rear suspend, uh, transmission mount. The, the bell housing holds all that driveline, which I just blows my mind. But, you know, if something goes wrong with the bell housing, it's all hell breaks loose. So as we just found out. Yeah. Now, the other kind of side note to this is we found out after we bought this century, the one with the broken transmission, that the guy before us had bunked with EGR in some way, and it doesn't have a variable geometry turbo on it. It has a wastegate turbo like a twelve seven would have, and it makes some steam. This truck is easily 700 more horsepower. Um, when I drove it to shake it down for a couple of weeks, I went a Fancy Gap with 42,000 in a box and nine gears and just digging. I mean, just that thing, you know. Now, of course, they're claiming the horsepower is what broke it, now we know what shattered the bell housing. Yeah. Well, but yet. but here's the thing, though. Art, uh, no, that was before the clutch was put in it. Thank you. That's true. Okay, so this driver, his fuel mileage numbers tells me he's keeping his foot out of it, because you can with that truck you can choose very easily between four and a half and six and a half just on how hard you squeeze the throttle. Cause when he first got in it, he was like, I've never drove anything like this in my life. And I'm like, we'll keep your foot out of it. And his fuel mileage the first week was atrocious. And we talked to him and he went up two miles to the gallon after a conversation. So he's not being gouging on this thing. He's been driving it right. You know, we got no remedy from the people that put the clutch in, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to take any responsibility. And it, at this point, it just really doesn't matter. But, in order to fix that EGR and make it right, and we want it right. We don't want it deleted. We want it to be the way it's supposed to be. you got to change the turbo. Well, you don't have a core because your turbo's wrong. So there's $3,500. You need an EGR valve. You need an EGR cooler. You need a V-pod, and you need a computer repro- reprogram. You're looking at eight grand minimum, probably plus labor. To get this truck right, oh, by the way, We've got a transmission lane on the ground, a broken bell housing, a wiring harness ripped all to hell, and no fuel lines, airlines and air tanks are busted. So we made the decision last week that we can take the remnants of this wreck truck and have them transplanted into the blue truck and spend a lot less money, even with the record bills um, that are substantial, as you can imagine, and still – be ahead because we know this motor we've done. We tow PS on it. We've done all the oil sample since it was new. We know this motor. We know this transmission. It has all the wiring. It has all the lines. It, it's plug and play. They take all the stuff out of the broken frame. They put it into the other part. They plug it all up. They turn the key. We're good to go. So that's the basic kind of nuts and bolts of what we've had to do. To take one truck, throw it in the trash, and then take two trucks and combine them into one. But when we're done and the smoke clears, we're still going to be ahead based on fixing these individually. And we no longer own a Cascadia, thank God. So you want? Yeah, we
1: could have spent twenty grand and fixed the Cascadia, but when it's all said and done, we still got a Cascadia. (laughs) Now we can spend less than that and have a truck that we know has a hundred and some odd thousand mile motor and not a Cascadia, you know. So it really wasn't a hard decision to make, you know. So it's no. time, that's the thing. Now fortunately we were able to get our driver into another BCO's truck for a few weeks that was was sitting with nobody in it. So he's can he can still keep driving and making money while we fix this truck and get it back on the road. So worked out i guess the i'm going to give the guy a plug because he's he's been good to us and name is brandon wright he has a shop in cave city kentucky and he has a a couple three trucks that are on with enway so if you need to have a truck repaired you can go there leave your truck take one of his and keep on going now we didn't do that we're not using his shop we just happened to just use his truck and paying him a rental to use it but anyway he's a great guy brandon wright cave city kentucky
0: The the principle here that and that's that's why we do this. It's to share the experience. But I saw what was that post I saw the other day about a thousand dollar a week truck payment plus two hundred dollars a week in maintenance for three years for a twenty eighteen Cascadia. I did the math. Yeah, one hundred eighty
1: seven thousand dollars. What they'll pay for that truck in. Assuming they didn't pay anything down and, and yeah. assuming there's no buyout. Now, that's just the total of the payments. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know that. I can't tell you what those other two things are, but there's probably one or the other, I would think. Yeah. The minimum
0: of 187 for a 2018 Cascadian. So, when this happens, not having a spare truck, and it, at some point we've discussed having a spare, sitting around. We just haven't got there yet. But without a spare truck and five drivers and five trucks, when something like this goes down, well, we're losing money. The driver's losing money. And so our first priority, number one, before anything else was to take care of the driver. So we were fortunate that I had time off coming. We were able to keep one driver running, put him in my truck. The next driver essentially was down. He was down a week, right? By the time it was all... You know, he, his broke down. We got him, took him home and he was down about a week and we got him in somebody else's truck. We're not making any money.
1: He broke down on a Monday and we got him home on Tuesday. And then he got, he, he actually got back in Brandon's truck on Tuesday mornings. He
0: was down a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's the thing that when I see, um, I'll see people on Facebook be like, well, I want to buy a truck and put a driver. in, I think, please don't. I mean, I, I don't. It's not that I don't want you to. It's just that I don't, I don't, I don't want you to. Because I now know. I used to do that math when I was a single truck owner operator and thought, well, I mean, hell, if I got one, if I had two, it'd be even better. Look, if you don't have a plan to grow beyond two and to be a legitimate business that takes care of your employees, um, please God for whatever you don't do not buy another truck unless you want to be an employer. Um, because we had to take care of these, these drivers first, we had to get the trucks moved off of people's property and we had, you know, we had those, but we had to take care of these drivers because without drivers, we don't, we don't make any money. So we took care of them and, um, then we had to figure out what we're going to do to to remedy the situation and it's really not all that complicated um but i know there will be people like well you uh man you're going to have to spend all this money uh, yeah but we're in these trucks for long enough that we can recoup any expense that we have and in the case of one gets wrecked we that's what insurance is for so um, but you know, we had to put the driver first and then we had to figure out what we're going to do. But w- this whole operation is about getting people away from that. Well, I don't have the money to fix it, so how much is the payment? And I'll just go get a payment. Well, imagine and do oh, y'all. I was so fortunate. I, I mean, I was I lived on the edge the whole time I had a truck, and none of this stupid stuff ever happened to me, but just. I mean, one of these weird things, I couldn't have paid the record bill. You know, I couldn't have got the damn thing moved off the road. Uh, and that's what you have to consider is, you know, what are you going to do when a $3,000 record bill comes? What are you going to do when a a $7,000 head gasket or a $30,000 motor? Um, that's all real possibilities. And you can't just drive around ignoring – That possibility, you have to be prepared for it. You got something out of that?
1: Well, we've talked about this in the podcast we did early on about, you know, hiring drivers and that sort of thing. But uh, it, it again, it goes back to the underlying issue that most people have who decide to go from company driver to quote owner operator, and that is that they're ill prepared financially, ill prepared educationally and every other Lee. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I mean, we see it every day. There's two or three posts on Facebook. I looked at just while we were warming up here, you know, a guy wants to get a truck hauled from someplace to someplace because he broke, you know, um, you know, it is, I guess your job is so bad that you're willing to go into business for yourself and take all these risks to get out from under your job. I, I don't know. I I, I can't quite come, you know, conceive of that, but you know, the, the thing that i you know, we, this is July 4th weekend or, you know, we just got through it, you know, and, and most people think of July 4th weekend as independence day, you know, in, in America, you know, I was thinking about it this weekend. I thought, you know, we should be celebrating July the 4th in blue ribbon because, we're teaching people and giving them the opportunity to declare their independence from a job, but, you know, but we're preparing them not to be like these other people, you know, we're, we're preparing them, you know, with, with the knowledge and with the experience and with hopefully with the finances, you know, before they leave here, that they're not in that situation. Now going into business is a big deal. You know, it's not just signing a paper, and paying $187,000 for a truck that you can go pay $60,000 for. That's not a good business decision. That's desperation. That's all it that is. It's ignorance and desperation. You know, neither of which are good practices to have in business. You know, I couldn't run my business and feed all the families I have to feed making ignorant and desperate decisions or being in an ignorant and desperate, desperate situation. You know, so at some point in time, somebody's got to put the big boy pants on, you know, and take the responsibility. You know, yes, we we had drivers that didn't lose anything basically because of the fact that we took care of the driver first, you know. Um, but that isn't by accident. You know, we're, we 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 plan for that. We the decisions that I make are 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 made about the driver, you know, with the driver in mind. And that comes first in my company is that, you know, we're a driver first company, you know, and um, every decision I make is about whether it's a win, win, win for Landstar, me and the driver. So I know we're getting into a kind of a, a bigger, a deeper root situation here, but, but that's what, that's what we're talking about. You, you just can't, you, if you think that you're going to go into business and make the payment, and that's all you got to do, man, you're, you're way off, you're way off, you know? What happens if the vi- if a virus hits and you're out for seven weeks? What do you do then? Look at all the restaurants that are out of business right now, you know, because they couldn't sustain two months, three months of no business. They're gone. And some of them will never come back. You know, um, that's what business is about. It's 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 for the big boy pants, you know, not for amateurs. And especially if you're going to take on employees, because now it's not just your livelihood you're dealing with but you're dealing with the livelihood of other people who rely on you and depend on you for that paycheck on Friday. And if you can't take care of yourself, how in the hell are you going to take care of them? Yeah. Not that you shouldn't get in business, right? Do it right. You know, what's the hurry. If you, if you don't have two nickels rubbed together, don't go in business, get you a good job somewhere and save the money, save the money what nobody does, save money. If all you're doing is making your payment, I promise you, you're not saving any money. Okay.
0: So I digress. Well, you know, we, we've waited really to, to tell the story of the wreck and I wanted, I want to do a separate episode just on insurance because that gives a lot of um, that, that get there's a lot of detail there in deductibles and who's responsible for what and what do you do and 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 really walk and dig into that those few first days after you get that phone call and, and all that we had to do is there's a lot of good stuff there that a lot of people have never had to deal with. I learned a lot through that. Uh but we kind of waited to see where the conclusion, where was this engine and transmission going to end up after we got to keep it. And so now it's kind of coming all together. I've got some you uh, some video footage of our trip and some of this other stuff I'm to put together and put on our YouTube channel, but I'm kind of waiting for all the other pieces to fall and, and we're having to have pieces of trucks moved from all over the place and, uh, brought into West Virginia. Um, and we'll, we'll have all that put back together in the next couple of weeks. So that's your update for now on cas- cat catastrophe. Whew. To work Cascadia on that. Catastrophe. <laughs> that ought to be the title. Cascadia. With a century
1: on top as a cherry.
0: <laughs> That's so good. You got anything else
1: you want to add? No, I don't know. We could talk forever, but yeah. you know, the again, we I know people think that we're crazy for putting this much money in these old trucks. Okay. But look, people put a whole lot more money than that in new trucks and they break down, you know? Mm-hmm. And and not only that you can, you know, you, you, the reason we didn't, the reason we decided not to fix the Cascadia and, and we could, we could have done that. We could have, we could have had it on the road by now. Okay. fixed oh, yeah. in, Probably two weeks ago. But the thing is when we're all said and done, we still got a Cascadia, you know, and, and I, maybe you don't understand that, but I mean, it's a truck that you cannot predict when it's going to lay down, you know, and no. you cannot, you know, and everything we do, you know, $7,000 head gasket, if that were a Series 60, it would have been about $2,000. Everything we do to that truck is double or triple what the cost is of a Series 60. Yeah. So we, we, we did that truck as an experiment because it's getting harder and harder to find the older trucks that are in good shape. You know, when you put drivers in a truck, you can't just put them in a, you know, POS, you know, you've got, it's got to be halfway decent. We thought, well, if we can get these two O nine and 10 Cascades that are pre DEF and get a better driver environment and still be able to put up with the DD 15, it was, it was an experiment we were willing to try, but it's one now that we know we'll ever, never do again because it, the getting the truck is not worth ha- having to get all the negatives that go with, it, you know, and um and, on and top of that it, it's unpredictable. The maintenance cost is is double any other truck we have, you know it's unpredictable uh, and a lot of the work has to be done at places that it's expensive to get worked on and so it just um you know our our business model works you know it worked through the virus, it's worked through two or three down cycles since I've been in business it It's worked every other time, and that is. Go buy yourself a ten or fifteen thousand dollar truck, put about another ten or fifteen thousand dollars in it, and go make money. will will this truck will we will have this all this expense paid for by the end of the year, and that truck will be will show a profit this year and next year it'll be, you know it'll be free and clear, of any of any um, not really debt, but I'm just saying that the the cost of doing it will be absorbed, and uh, that truck will be good for years to come. You know, we'll, we'll put a million miles on that motor. You know, that'll take us seven, eight years to do. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing else on that truck that can't be fixed in seven or eight years that would not near cost what this gas is going to cost.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. It's, it, any one of these other trucks that have either the 14 liter or the 12 Detroit, they will give you some kind of warning. Something, something will, you know, it will start acting funny. It will start running rough, and but you can get somewhere. These cascade it's DD fifteen. It's just running one minute and not the next. It just shuts off, and you, and there you are. um And the other thing that I learned through all this is now I've had a cascade and I've had Columbias and Centuries. Y'all, I could go find a two thousand ninety nine model Century right now. Pay six thousand dollars for it if it's got if it runs if it runs and frame is good i can rebuild the whole interior i i can i can i could put one of those trucks on jack stands and spend you know with with decent labor you know with somebody that's not gonna gouge you on labor i could spend 15 grand and make it shine like a new penny and not have a Cascadia when I'm done, you know, and that's the thing. It's, you know, uh, it, it's, Oh, well, I don't want to put a $600 seat in a 20 year old truck. Well, I'd rather do that than spend $600 that you just, just pull it out of your pocket and burn it. If you're going to have a Cascadia. Let's, it's go just,
1: back, let's go back to that example you talked about with the lease purchase deal
0: in 3 years this person is
1: going to have spent at least $187,000 for a 2018 truck. Okay. Mm-hmm. If that person had had done what we suggest you do and went and and and, and borrowed 30,000 I mean I don't want them to borrow any but let's just say that they went to the bank and borrowed $30,000 and did what we do, okay? In 3 years they would have put $157,000 in their pocket, hauling the same fr- doing the same thing they're doing right now. Probably more because the maintenance costs is going to be a lot less on that truck.
0: Downtime a lot less
1: too. <clears throat> $157,000, we're talking about $50,000 a year. Okay. Most people don't make $50,000 a year. This person could have saved $50,000 a year. Let me say that again. This person would have saved what no one in this world does anymore save frickin' money, save $50,000 a year between doing what they did and doing what they should have done
0: if they just listened to the lunatics. Yep. Well, we're going to have to shut this down because i have got to go to work. So uh, this is your update for now. We'll do some more content for you here soon. We've been a little busy. Uh, (laughs) So uh, y'all check us out online, facebook.com slash logistics. Uh, we are still looking for drivers because once we get this mess cleaned up, we're going to hire some more drivers and buy some more trucks. So um, uh, go click on Drive for us uh, at BlueRibbonLogistics.com. Chris at BlueRibbonLogistics.com. Larry at BlueRibbonLogistics.com. I've got a great deal on a 2010 <laughs> Cascadia. Okay, all you need to do
1: is put a motor in it.
0: Yeah, as is. It's as is. Where he is? Yeah, as, yeah. You can bring a record. All right, y'all, we'll see you next time.